Hi, everybody. It's episode 497 of PodQuest. Hey. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi, I'm here. How's everything going? Oh, just peachy. It's not peach season, though. I know. So that probably explains how everything's going. Off season? Yeah. I mean, that. I, you know what? Seasonal depression. Everything's off season. Sounds about right. Just cheer up. That's that's all it takes, right? Just smile more. Yeah. Right? That works, right, Drew? Just yep. be happy. Definitely how it works. Yeah, yeah. Just smile more. Just be happy. That's how it works. There's nothing stopping it, right? Right. Oh, and I am excruciatingly tired today. Yo, I hear you. Like, yeah. I don't even know why. I, I went to bed early last night. I actually I slept fairly well. I'm just very tired today. Yeah. On the bright side, though, I had sushi for dinner. So there's that. There you go. Oh, you guys actually might. Th- I mean, this is kind of just random. There's apparently going to be like a Kickstarter for like a, a set of D and D minis that are gummies. What? Yeah, they better be like oozes and gelatinous cubes. No, it's like I, I saw them. Like, like one of them's a, a giant, not a giant, but like a larger than average gummy sized dragon. I, I see. I don't like that. I want it to be like the oozes where when you do so much damage to them in one round, they break in half. So that this way, when you actually do that damage to them, you can just rip it in half. And then <laughs> it's two. That would be cool. What was it? The Ultra Jelly? Or it's, the, it's something ooze. An ooze thing. It's like if you do 25 points of slashing damage to it in one round, it splits in two. And then you cut its health pool in half. And then if, again, it takes, or it's probably not 25, 25 is a bit high. It's probably like 10. Uh, but then, like, if that smaller one takes that much heat slashing damage, that then breaks in half. Those things are fun to use. But in, in this case, it's just, it's, I want, it's like 40 gummies or something like that. Like, it's a very large number of gummies. And it's like figure, like, like actual player things, and then a bunch of different monsters in, in various sizes and, and flavors. I unfortunately forget what they were called, or I would look it up and, and send you guys a link. But they, they were actually, like, they looked like they, they were well done. It's a Kickstarter? So it's not, it's, not, it's not a Kickstarter yet, but they're doing a Kickstarter for it, I believe, or they're doing some sort of crowd, crowdfunding. Edible gummy minis for tabletop games. It's uh, Crawl Space and Critters. Last stuff to, oh, this is May 17th, 2022, so this is forever old. Yeah, no, this is actually something current that'll be happening in the near future i saw it at work today somebody somebody showed it to me so do with that information what you will why are these not the same height what is going on (laughs) so i have i have two different google docs open um and the the margin for one is drastically different from the other and it's 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 really bothering me there's nothing i can do about it right now oh well well rich what's on the agenda Ah. Oh, boy, the agenda. There was a Nintendo showcase today um, and something about Xbox. Oh, yeah, there was an Xbox thing last week that didn't really matter. Um, well, then, some of the Nintendo stuff goes with the Xbox stuff. I mean, kind of, not really. Um, and then uh, I played Lethal Company for the first time. If you guys have not heard of that game, you're, you live under a rock. Um, then we all should have watched Day Shift for our book club. And then Cobb watched uh, Fool Me Once, which I don't know what that series is, but it's a series. You wouldn't like it. Sure. It's a mystery. I mean, it probably not. It depends. Depends on how it's how it is. No, you you would actually just you would hate it. You would be very angry by the end of it. And I will talk about that later. Okay. 
does it spend the entire series building up to who the villain is and then it's a cliffhanger because they don't announce who the villain is? Oh, no, it's a limited series, so it's all wrapped up in the eight episodes. But I I don't think you would like it. Okay, we'll talk. Um, But yeah, so there was that Nintendo Partner Showcase, which is all third-party stuff today. Yeah, Nintendo Partner Showcase, um, which to me, it, it, it started out and it went pretty solid. And then the last thing they showed, like, the most important thing ever, they like, oh, we got two more things, and then they showed a thing, and then there's like, and here's the last thing, and it's like, oh, wow, really? Like, I know people loved this game, apparently, but really? A sequel to it? Wow. Oh, is this a sequel? Yeah, there was, the original one was on Wii, I believe? The the Ocean game? Endless Ocean. There was a Wii title. Oh, yeah, I'm, I, I just scrolled down to it on this list. I did not know this was a was a sequel. Yeah, I believe it was Wii. Yeah, it was developed for the Wii. And literally, as far as I know, I've never played it. I bought it for Shahed because he was all about it. Um, as far as I know, you just swim in the ocean, and that's Sounds about it. right. I mean, like, that's what the, I, that's what the trailer looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, according so th- to Wiki, this might be the okay. third game. Uh oh, yeah, there was Adventures of the Deep. It was a, it was a sequel. That was released only in Japan, I don't know, released Japan in 2009 and February in 2010 under the name Endless Ocean Blue War. Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody will enjoy playing that on their Switch in standard definition. <laughs> um, to, like, I think the, the bigger thing out of this was we found out two of the three Xbox things they announced would be going multi-platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So last week, Xbox did that because there was all these rumors about what, what was it? Xbox uh, about multi-platform games. People were losing their minds because they're like Xbox is is shutting down yeah. console development and they're not going to make consoles anymore and they're just going to publish and all of their games are going multi-platform and people were like ha- they were, they were being big old fucking crybabies about it and yeah. then they did <laughs> they did a thirty I don't know if if they're usually thirty minutes but they did like a thirty minute episode of the official Xbox podcast with uh Phil Spencer uh. Sarah Bond and Matt Booty, three of like the the top people at on the Xbox side of Microsoft, and it sounds like they had stuff they wanted to talk about anyway, and were planning on doing something, but they're just like we're just going to talk about this up front. Let let's just get it out of the fucking way. Yes, we're bringing a couple older games to other platforms. Mm-hmm. Like like Sony's been doing it. It fucking makes sense. Um, yeah, it just so happens that our main platforms are already PC and Xbox. So the only other places they can go are the PlayStation and the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the at the time, though, the only thing they confirmed was Starfield was not one of them right now, and mm-hmm. the new Indiana, Indiana Jones would not be one of them, at least at launch. Yeah. Um, but they would not, they, they weren't saying what was going. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two days later, Nintendo announced this partner direct. And yeah. lo and behold... The first game they showed, Grounded, is coming to the Switch and presumably the PlayStation. Uh, I'm probably the PlayStation, but it is definitely coming to Switch. Um, which, like, cool, but I don't know if the Switch can handle that game. Did you see how it looked in that fucking oh, yeah. dir- it in that direct? It didn't look good. It looked so, like, no, here's the thing. I hate, because I was thinking about this when I was watching it, because it looked so bad. And I always, like, we we always make these comments of how bad it looks on the Switch. But also, at the same time, the Switch is the console that everyone can afford. And the Switch is a console that pretty much everyone has. So if it's your only thing and you, you, you want to play Grounded, then, all right, great. You're going to get to play Grounded. 
unfortunately, it, there's probably not going to be any sort of way of cross save. It, it you should be. I think they did say cross play, but no cross save. So like, which is surprising because I feel like that's a great game to have like cross save and everything. Where like for you, Rich, like you play every Thursday still, right? Oh, I, More I play or less. Thieves. We don't. I don't play grounded. Oh, I'm sorry. I was definitely getting Sea of Thieves and Grounded mixed no. up with each other. There's like barely any ground in Sea of Thieves. That's true. That is true. Um, you but play- also, I'm you played actually- Grounded once or twice though, right? I-, I played it once, and it's a game that's on my list of games to play. It's more specifically going to be leaning towards doing that on YouTube as a series more so than doing it on uh, Twitch because the game is huge. But it is there is like a story element to it. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like a like a team based no, survival thing. No, there's a, like an actual. It's once 1.0 came out, which was last year. It was there's an actual official ending to the game, an actual story. Uh, the game has been in early access for like three or four years, but then 1. 1, 1.0 was a, a released about a year year and a half ago. That was when like they were like, here's the story, guys. Go check it out. And so, like, yeah, you can go in and, like, for the most part, it is just survive in this overgrown world or in this world as uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But there is, like, uh, it's the mystery of, like, how you came to be small because you, your character, and you, the player, don't know how this happened. The character lost their memory. So you have to go through and try to understand what happened and why you're small, and then you find out things. I've watched some people play it here and there. I don't know the full story, but I know events that happen. And, you know, I was thinking just now about it. I think the reason in my head I had Sea of Thieves is because that was the big rumored one. Well, yeah. apparently it's coming to see PS5. I just <laughs> got a post. There's somebody uh, posted something from a YouTube link. Let's see. Um, yeah, Sea of Thieves officially posted it on YouTube that it's coming to PS5. Nice. So I literally minutes ago. I, like, I, let's see, that game on. could not run on the Switch. Like, uh, I, uh, five hours ago is when they posted that. And I mean, yeah, probably not. I don't it's know. A, it's the water physics. Like it, it could run, but it was, it would look very bad. I, unless it was like cloud gaming. That's true. Yeah, I mean, the same like, thing could be said for the obsid- for these obsidian games. Well, the, the grounded side of it, at least I don't think Penniment yeah. actually Pen- has that much, which that's yeah. the other one that's coming over. Penniment, also an obsidian game coming which, to Nintendo switch. I didn't even realize that was a freaking uh uh xbox game yep yep I both of them are from obsidian interest. i have zero interest in that game that game looks i don't know it's from what people were very into it when it released i want to say two years ago maybe three yeah. um it's apparent like it is more than what it looks like based on how everyone was talking about it around release and i've always been interested in it just not enough to buy it <laughs> yeah but as like a switch game depending on how it plays i might be a little more a little more willing also depending on the price if it's a 70 dollar game then no fuck that <laughs> right yeah. now i'm sure I, I i that game's already out right Penament? it's been out for a couple years it's 20 dollars. yeah so hopefully it is it doesn't get nintendo taxed it's not going to get nintendo taxed it's going to be 20 dollars on nintendo it's not going to they're not going to raise it to 40 or 40 bucks or they're not they're not going to raise it to 30 dollars how fucking like, funny would it be if they if they raised it to forty bucks though? I, that would be that would be stupid. That would be so dumb because then there's no reason to buy the game, I, and that would be Xbox turning around and trying to make a point 
as to why they don't want to release games um, on other consoles. Because like, no one's buying it. Well, no one's buying it because I can buy it on PC on Steam for twenty fucking dollars flat rate. And like, yeah, it, it probably is not going to come up any in price because uh, this one is also it today. It, oh, I'm sorry, tomorrow. Today's still the 21st. Uh, tomorrow it's releasing on PS4, PS5, and Switch. Yeah. So it probably will be still 20. Yeah. So, I, so like, Sea of Thieves will have cross... I believe Sea of Thieves will most likely have cross-progression, because it has cross-progression from Xbox to PC Game Pass. Like, that's cross-progress. So everything else should. Because it's an online-only game. It's like Apex, which should have always had cross-progress. Um, well, should have I, always. I mean... The, the progress is dependent on them potentially linking Xbox services into the other consoles. Like, I, I, could, I won't say guaranteed Sea of Thieves will have cross-progress. Cross-play, yeah. Progress, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's as simple as just logging in with your account onto Sea of Thieves. Do you log in with, like, like, a, like, a rare account or something like that? Or I just log in. Xbox? It's just my Xbox account. Okay, that's Which, what that's what I figured. Yeah. I just wasn't sure. It's Xbox owned, so it's just an Xbox account. Again, that's what I figured, but yeah. I played that game once when it came out, didn't have fun, and never played it again. Yeah. Um. However, guys, there's an Ender Lilies too, which I didn't even know they were making. Yeah. Well, it's, Ender it's Magnolia. A, Ender. Well, yeah, it's the sequel to Ender or, or successor. I I don't. You can't really do a sequel, but they're also not doing a sequel because in this one, it's they're not spirits; they're homunculi, which and it's like a completely different part of the world. It doesn't have the same character. So it's a, it's a successor. It's like a Final Fantasy type sequel, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, I don't know. They keep calling it a sequel. I feel like everyone's yeah, confused about but, what it is. But I mean, Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 3 are sequels to each other, but they have nothing to do with each other. That's what kind of a sequel is. Like, it, like it, there's, at, if you did everything and beat the game, beat like the full final boss in Ender Lilies, you ended everything in Ender Lilies. So like and like what they were saying here, this is a different part of the world, and the uh, the character's name isn't even the same name as the, the character's name isn't Lily. So there's that too. Well, yeah, their name is uh is Magnolia, I guess, right? No, they said they said her name. I can't. remember. Oh, did they? Yeah, I, I can't like, remember what it was. I only vaguely paid attention to it. Like I saw what it was. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, and. I was at work, so it, it didn't really register too much beyond that. Yeah. I thought Ender Lilies was neat the little bit I tried of it. Ender Lilies is great, man. It's such a good game. It's such a, like, it's a great style of game. It's not, like, I think you would, if you stuck with it, would really enjoy it because it's more of, like, a Metroidvania than it is a Soulsborne. You don't lose progress. You don't lose, like, souls or anything like that if you die. It's straight up more Metroidvania. And there's not, a, it's not, there are some difficult bosses, but like it's it's not it's not terribly hard. It's not incredibly hard. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't have any problems with it. Like it it was fun enough. It's just I wasn't in the mood for it at the time, and I died in like the same area twice. And I just I was too far away from like the the save point to want to do it a third time. And I just haven't gone back to it. Uh, it's the character's name is Lilac in in Enter Magnolia. Well, that's silly. They should just the the character's name should be Magnolia. Right? Honestly, yeah, they they should have stuck or with it. That should be Ender theme. Lilac. It should have been Ender Lilac, or uh, or yeah, just like they did Ender Lilies. But well, it's see, that's the thing. Uh, spoilers for Ender Lilies. Like the reason it's Ender Lilies is because you're like a clone. 
Okay. That, I mean, that's fair. So that's, I guess, maybe why you can lean on it that way. Um, maybe you're a clone of Magnolia. Maybe I don't like it. But the, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to boycott this game now because the name doesn't make sense. <laughs> nah, nah, don't boycott the game. I s- don't boycott the game. It's it's great. It's great. Like I, not as good as like the uh, the Ori series, but it's up there in some of my favorite games that I've played. I still have to uh, get the last achievement, which is get max level. I haven't done that yet. Well, did you guys see what what Japan is getting? I did. What's Japan getting? Mother, Mother three. three. Are they? Yeah. Yep. What for the Nintendo Switch Online stuff? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure we'll get it eventually. Nope, never happening. <laughs> Nintendo hates everybody. Just doesn't want yeah, anyone like, to have nice things. I, I, at this point, I'm pretty sure that's why Reggie retired. He 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 pushed that ball for so long and just got nowhere. Was, He's like, well, I I just can't work here anymore. No one's gonna believe me. It was a forced retirement because they got tired of him asking, so they made him leave. Yeah, exactly. I, but like, we're getting hold on, we're getting blast core though. Like, look, I, I will, I will say roll. The, those rare games coming over are neat. Like RC Pro Am, great game, Drew. We were talking about that before Richie hopped on. Yep, I played a little bit of it because that game is dope. Battle Toads is unfortunately hard, but still a fun time. I've never played Blast Corps. I honestly have nothing to say about that one. I I don't touch the N64 because there's not really many good games on the N64. There are plenty this of good games. I'm saying on the N64 emulator on. Oh yeah, no that yeah that thing. Well, what, what's it got? It's got Mario 64 and two Zeldas, right? No, it's got friggin' Mario or Pokemon Stadium one and two or some shit like that. I'm it. I'm almost positive it has Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask too. Um, I'm opening it up now. Nope, Maybe it's just been it. so long since you opened it that you didn't realize those games had been added. I possibly, but um, we'll see. It it was trying to tell me to download software to update, probably for Blast Core. Um, let's see. So GoldenEye, Harvest Moon, Pilot Wings, Jet Force Gemini, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium Two, Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Puzzle League. Win back covert operations, sin and punishment, Star Fox 64. Okay, I'll allow that. Kirby 64, which I've never played. Yoshi's Story, which I've never played. Banjo Kazooie, which I've never played. F Zero X, which I've never played. Mario Kart 64. Wave Race 64. Excite Bike 64. And then, yes, Mario 64, Paper Mario, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Party 2, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, yes, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and 1080. Uh, snowboarding. It, tons of good games. They they probably that play like, like crap. Uh, also, that is like every good game ever released for the N64. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't say there were more good games. I just said there were plenty of them. Yeah. Um. Speaking speaking of, um, I don't know, old games, I guess. Um, Epic Mickey is getting a remake. Yeah. But I love how in the video they're just like, and we, it's it's a ground up remake of this classic. It's a fucking Wii game. It's like 10 years old, and I feel like it didn't do super well when it came out. I mean, because it was on Wii. I mean, that that's fair. But, you know, there were a lot of Wiis out there. People loved that thing, but just for Wii Sports. But yeah, like, I I know in um in one of Jason Schreier's books, there was a chapter on Epi- Epic Mickey. And I feel like it was because the game didn't do well. But maybe I'm misremembering what that chapter was about, or which which book it was in, for that matter. I mean, it... it... I don't think it had anything to do with it not doing good. I remember it reviewing fairly well. But reviews yeah. and sales are not the same thing. This is also true. 
that's more what I mean. Like, I feel like it didn't, it didn't I mean, sell it, well. It did get a sequel. So, oh, I did it? Sell, yeah, it got, it, yeah. It, it, like, it, didn't it get two sequels or something like that? No, I'm I, it I up mean, right I now. think they. Oh, uh, so there was a 3DS sequel that was different than the sequel to the console. Okay, that seems about right. Looking, looking on Wiki, the lowest score it got was from GameSpot, which was a six. That's lower than I would have thought anyone, anywhere gave it. Because I do also remember it getting pretty but it, good reviews. It averaged, uh, that's the lowest, it averaged sevens and eights. Uh, 8.2, or no, I'd, I guess 8, 8.5 or 85%, according to official Nintendo magazine. Um, or Famitsu gave it a 31 out of 40. Fucking 40. Game, good game gave it a 13 out of 20. Come the fuck on. Uh, 10 point scale, guys. That's it. 100-point scale, 10-point scale. Um, it did only get a 2 out of 5 from Giant Bomb. Who reviewed yeah. it? Uh, Metacritic uh, had it at a 73. Um, yeah, so I didn't think it, it reviewed poorly. I just I thought it was kind of a uh, uh, a flop as far as sales went. So uh, I just don't remember on, people really on, talking about it. On November 30th, 2010, the release date in North America, the game was completely sold out on Nintendo Store website by the afternoon. The game sold 1.3 million copies its first month. Okay. June 2011, game sold 2 million copies in North America and Europe. So you're just wrong. Yeah. I don't know. 2 million <laughs> copies on a console that had 150 million consoles is fucking awful. <laughs> this is 2 million by... After a full, almost a full year, almost no more copies sold. Like, the game's not being printed anymore. Like, 2 million is what it sold. <laughs> That is still better than I thought. Like I just remember a one in like a one in one hundred detach rate. Like yeah, like no, it did kind of. I'd say that's a fairly relative flop for I'm sure what it cost everything to make. Like two millions, not good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like numbers don't lie, but it it sold better than I thought it did. I will I will say that about it. Um, let's see what else was here. Uh, some Shin Megumi Tensai. DLC ish, like it's know. not a full game. No, no. From from what I understand, it it's like additional content, but it's being released separately. Oh, okay. It's oh, it's the enhanced version of the 2021 release of this game. Okay, so it's like the royal version or right. the the golden. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Agreed. And and Super Monkey Ball, we're getting a Super Monkey Ball on the Switch. Yeah, yeah we're getting, it's it's a new Super Monkey Ball because they recently released uh, re released. Um, uh, they had a collection, right? Um, but yeah, what was the other one? I was looking. Shinigami Tensei Five Vengeance. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. The Finnegan Drew wasn't listening to us at all. Clearly, I well, I was looking stuff up. I heard you say it, but um, it, uh, it's, the, includes... it's the it's the Persona Royal Golden yeah. version yeah, yeah. of this. Um, yeah, yeah um, we got there already. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna ask a question and just hear me out. Three and a half. Can you consider two games to be two games in one box to be a collection? I yeah. mean, if there's only two games, but there's more than two Battlefront games. Yeah, but the the, the two newer ones don't count. I, I I'm just saying there's more than two Battlefront games. But this is called the classic collection. Yeah, I, I just I I just think I don't like the I, I don't like the it's, I just find it funny. It's it's two games. This is not a collection. This is two games. A collection is a bunch of things, like a number of games. Like I'm not, it, you can't call this a collection. It's two, two eh. games. 
I know I'm splitting hairs here. I just find it funny. And it's like, oh, it's the Battlefront Classic Collection with two games. Like, just yeah, but it's two it. games with 64-player multiplayer. Yeah, I'm not playing it. I mean, I didn't expect you to. You don't like Star Wars. No, I do like Star Wars, and I loved the Battlefront games. I'm not getting this. Because it's a collection and you don't like collections? No, I love collections. <laughs> I just have z- zero interest in playing uh, remastered versions of old-ass games like this. Like, And it's barely remastered. Look at how they look. Those games looked bad. They look like probably... brand-new Switch games to me. No, mm-hmm. they, they they looked they looked rough. They looked better than PS2 good. games, but yeah, they 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 looked. It looks like GameCube games. Like they looked like a little bit better GameCube games. Like Sir, it's not. The, you need to go actually boot up a GameCube game. But <laughs> they, like, I just they at least look better than that. I don't. I don't. I I I would much rather them have made a working Battlefront game than make than than re-release the old games. I think like, the problem is the two newer ones people didn't like. Because they because they EA'd the fuck out of it. Yeah, and I think y'all forget how those little Battlefront games were. Like, I loved no, those old Battlefront games. I, they were fantastic. So to be clear, I did not enjoy. I didn't like the first, the originals either. But I know people loved them. They're just they're fucking. Um, at the time they they weren't online, but they're just fucking multiplayer games. They're squad shooters. Yeah, they were fucking boring. Like if you have people to play it with, it's fantastic. Like. The likelihood of me getting these games is very minimal unless I like know people that really, really, really want to play them with me. Otherwise, like I'm like, I don't I don't need to go back and play these. If I had the original versions for the GameCube, alright, sure, I'll play them. If I had a GameCube too that could play them. Um but I'm I'm not gonna bother I don't I don't I didn't think I don't think this is a collection we need. I feel like they wasted their time making this collection when they could have, you know, like I said, just made a better battlefront game that actually works but this and is isn't pay to win this was cheaper though yeah capitalism isn't aspire the the studio that was doing the um like to the old republic remake 2 that got shelved that sounds right looking it up real quick Knights of the old republic oh it doesn't actually have a wikipedia page <laughs> that's a bummer oh here we go remakes are active yeah aspire I'm surprised okay. they let Aspire keep doing this, considering they apparently really dropped the ball on uh on I the mean, KOTOR remake. Did they though? Has there has has there Appar- been apparently official... the, apparently Disney or whoever were so not happy with what they were doing that they've uh, they've shelved the game like it del- it's the del- indefinitely on hiatus or delayed or something like that. Weird. Yeah. But, like, they're still letting these guys do all sorts of, like, ports and remasters of stuff. I mean, I'm going to bet Battlefront was a way easier game to port than I mean, fucking KOTOR. And well, you also, also weren't you, porting it. Yeah, they were ground up remaking KOTOR rather than just... Well, I guarantee Battlefront's a way easier game to ground up remake. Because, boy, having played the PC version of KOTOR, it could be a fucking mess. Oh, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of stuff behind it, depending on how they were remaking that. But lo- looking at... what I didn't re- I've never looked at Aspire's, like, catalog. They basically exclusively do ports and remakes. Mm-hmm. Like that, they did. They're doing this Battlefront Classic Collection. They did the Tomb Raider one. Um, they did the Knights of the Old Republic ones. Basically, all the Star Wars Switch stuff over the last like two or three years. Um, the Sid Meier Civilization to Android port. Like, yeah, I'm not. I wish I could say I was surprised that they got pulled off of that remake, but 
while they've been around a long time, they don't seem to do a lot of their own ground up stuff. They they work with a base and go from there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think that KOTOR stuff is it is too big of a gap for like where those games are and where they were trying to take them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anything else from that Nintendo thing that uh, jumped out to you guys though? Um, crab game, another crab's treasure. I'm all for it. All yeah, that seemed it. like it could be interesting. I feel like I missed that one. Uh, it was it was it early was, in it, right? No, nah, like I think it was it was midway. Um, but it's you probably uh um stopped bothering with it when you heard them say souls soul style. I don't even see it on uh, it the was, it list was, of games. It was on. after Gundam, but before uh, Endless Ocean. So it was near the end. Yeah, and you know what? Being at work, I I did probably just totally miss it. Yeah. Uh, but you play as a little hermit crab whose shell gets taken. And so you go on an adventure to get your shell back. And you have to use things you find, like cans and cups and boxes and things like that, as your shell. And uh, it's like a Soul-style game where I guess... I don't really know. They just called it a soul style or something like that. I feel like that's um, just a catch all at this point. I mean, it looks like it has like melee combat type stuff, you know, and seemingly some like large bosses. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew anything about the Sword Art Online games because I like I, I'm like, man, I like that series, but I'm not going to play it because I don't want to play anime games. Uh, and, yeah, but- and like a, a Sword Art game probably is going to be very I don't know. It, it's probably not going to play super well because they know they're just going to get people buying it based on the name. Yeah, and also like it's if it's not good, you're not going to be able to do half the shit because it's twenty player raids in this game, and so like you won't be able to do some of the end game content if it's not good because people aren't going to be playing it. So it's like, oh well, I kind of want to play it because it seems neat, but also if no one's playing it. I'm, there's no point in playing it because like, you can't experience the full game. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I, I, I mean, I know we heard about this in the past, but uh, Unicorn Overlord, stupid name, but cool style game. Yeah, it's on my radar. I, I, that's another one I, I missed. That was like um, the second, a, third thing they showed. Vanillaware. Yeah, yeah it's like a tactical RPG type. It's like a tactical thing. RTS. Yeah, they call, yeah. They called it like uh, oh, it's turn-based. Stri- yeah. Uh, well, they called it an RTS, but it is turn-based. So yeah, who knows? Real turn strategy. Yeah, totally, know. totally fucking missed it. Or like, or I, it, I just didn't. Um, I like I watched it and just it didn't um sink in at all. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of swapping. I, I was I was at a client, so I was just on my laptop and had to keep like flipping to do other stuff. So I was listening more than watching in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I saw World of Goo. World of Goo looked kind of stupid, like, in a funny way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I've I've heard nothing but good about the original, so I just, they're not my style of games. Like, I mean, it'd be a nice game to have for when on the road and whatnot, but I don't go on the road, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, and I did think a ranger was a was just a silly name. What's that? thought a ranger was a silly name. A ranger? Yeah. The, the, it was that puzzle like slide puzzle game. Oh, right. It's, it's yeah, literally yeah. called a ra- a ranger, A R R A N G E R, a yeah. role puzzling adventure. Yeah, that that game seems silly. That's like it's it's in that area of like um Tales of the Necrodancer and Crypt of the Necrodancer stuff that I'm like, you know, interested, but I'm not going to play it. 
I'm just, I'm not going to, it's, it's going to be, I don't know. It just feels like it's going to be, it's flashy, but boring. And given yeah. it's because it's because it's uh like an RPG in a longer format puzzle game, it's gonna get repetitive fast. Oh, a- absolutely. But it looked neat. Yeah. And that's what matters if games yeah. look neat. Yeah, and then endless ocean, guess. Endless ocean. No. Just gotta talk about the endless ocean. Absolutely not. But it was their biggest thing they had. They opened up with two really big things and ended it with endless ocean. I can't believe Obviously. I can't believe you haven't mentioned Monster Hunter once. I had never even beat Monster Hunter Stories 2. Well, the, now you can and, play the first one and, and get the full story. Yeah, I, I mean, you, it's not the full story because they're not connected. You don't know? You didn't play them? No, I do know. They're not connected. I've heard it both the, ways. I heard what both ways? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't, it, I don't, the game, Monster Hunter Stories 2 was good, but I just, I lost touch with it and the battle system's fun. But it is it is essentially just a Rochambeau, and it can get very it, it's it again can be very like same with that the the arranger it it can get just repetitive. The combat well, was getting repetitive. I feel like now that your channel is fully an RPG channel, you you might be <laughs> into it more. I mean, it, if I were to get back into it, it I would have the new. Uh, I wouldn't be playing a different game every day like I was when I first played Stories. But I'm just not interested to get back into Stories. It's like it's they're they're solid games, but I that's not it's not necessarily what I'm looking for in a Monster Hunter game. I don't want a turn based monster a turn based RPG Monster Hunter game. I want a Monster Hunter game. I want an action RPG Monster Hunter game. Fine, don't don't don't. That's all I can say. Don't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, do you guys want to move along to uh, Lethal Company? Yeah, let's do it. Well, Rich, talk about Lethal Company. I was I was waiting to hear if like Drew had anything to say or anything. Yeah, no, no I, mean, um, I got nothing else to say. Uh, so yeah, I um, have you guys both heard of Lethal Company? I have. Yeah, didn't isn't it like a like streamers paid to have it made or something like that? I I don't know that. that. I couldn't tell I've that. never heard that before. Um, but it's it's a small indie team made this game where it's basically um, it's I'm trying to think you're basically your space trash men um, essentially it's kind of a cross between like the phasmophobia type games like the 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 the, the ghost hunting games uh, and among us but no one's actually a villain everyone's just trying to survive. Uh, and I only say Among Us because you kind of look like Among Us people, kind of. Um, but the the you're basically you're hired for this company to go to planets and salvage materials from the planets and then sell them to the company. And you're given a quota, and you have three days to reach that quota. And after those three days, uh, if you don't reach the quota, you get fired out of your rocket ship. If you do reach the quota, you get an increased quota. And you have to do it again. Because capitalism, that's just how it works. When you do good, they make you do more. If you do bad, you're done and they don't help you. Capitalism. Um, so this game, like that's how this game goes. You, you go to a planet and you go walking around and you just gather different supplies. And you bring it back to your ship and you drop it off and you go back in and you, you gather more supplies. But there are different... I thought this uh, was a shooter. No, no. <laughs> Honestly, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> I, obviously, you guys did not watch my stream last night. No, we I have literally watched nothing of this game in all I, the months it's been out. No, I, it's no, it's not not a shooter at all. It's fantastic. Um, 
the uh the the game is multiplayer only. It's specifically like you can play it solo, but like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna achieve as much. You need multiple players, and a lot of the things that like are good about the game uh, specifically is the proximity chat voice control. Um, there are there's it's so it's very good. Whereas like if you're on the ship and you're talking, it's it, you, you might get a like it's uh, it's hard to say like you sound like you're indoors and then when you step outdoors you sound like you're outside when you go into the facility you can hear your echoes if somebody's further away like you can hear their distance so you can be walking around this facility and like near no one and then suddenly you're hearing your friends and if you're lost you're shouting help i need help i need help i can't get out um or just occasionally you'll just see one of your friends just running and screaming, nope, 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 as you look down from where they're coming from, and there's a giant spider or other monster down the way to uh, to come, come, in, come and eat you and stop you. Um, there's no identifiers on screen, no HUD about whether or not somebody's dead or alive. If, so, if, you're, if, if you're watching them on screen, it'll just show them stop moving, and that's it. And you kind of just have to assume that they're dead. Or... If um if you're watching them and they die, then like all right, you know they die, and it's just a, it's a, a purely a, a party style game that can have like silly, funny, great scenarios that happen to it, and a super super active modding community. Which they like, there are some really good mods out there. Like there's uh one of the one of the creatures are these little bugs. They're called hoarder bugs, and they will walk up to you and like put their hands out. And if you don't give them an item in time, they will grow big and attack you. They normally just make like a little skittering noise. But there's a mod out there that if you give them an item, they shout, yippee, and then they run away. <laughs> Which is great. Um, there's a mod out there that modders have put in where um, some of the creatures can mimic the voices of the vo- of like the, the proximity chat and mimic the voices they hear and mimic what they've heard people say. Like, to a... To a point that, like, it'll take, like, if somebody's just saying hello in their message, but they say, like, hi, where are you guys at? What are you doing? They will, the, the, the mimic will just take the hi, hello, where are you at? Like, not the whole. Oh, so it's recording you while you're talking. Oh, the game's recording you 100% the entire time because there are aliens that will respond to your voice. So if you're on the ship being the man on the computer, being Genki, you can sit there and be talking on your on your walkie-talkies like, hey, I see an item in this room, I see an item in that room, and if you hear something outside, you have to be dead quiet, or they, the creature might come into the ship and attack you, because it hears you talking. The game is... Like, yeah, the, the mimic thing is recording you. I'm sure it deletes your recording immediately after. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I just find it fun. Um, and uh, there's already so many hours of my voice being recorded on the internet that it doesn't matter to me. Um... But yeah, it's it's just a silly, fun party game that I I absolutely enjoyed. Uh, base game is four players, but there's a more company mod to have more than four players, and it doesn't having more players. I doesn't. I don't think it breaks the game. I think it's. I think having because it's like up to eight players with this mod. I don't think it quite breaks the game because you still get into some weird, ridiculous scenarios um, that like. I, we had we had one or two levels where all but one person died because that one person stayed back on the ship. Whereas 
if we were only playing with four players, that person still would have stayed back on the ship. So it still would have been every moment but one person dying. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a fun, silly game. I, I really enjoy it. I'll be playing it again next month and probably a monthly game after that. Um but it's it's unfortunate that like you you need you need a group of people to play it and so like you can't you can't really successfully play the game alone because if you try to play it alone and you die then if you die and you have stuff on your ship and everyone on your group dies everything that was on your ship gets left so if you're playing solo and you grab a bunch of stuff and then you end up dying everything you just grabbed just disappears because you're technically now like a new a new group of people, which th- that seems to make sense for the type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I played it for a couple of hours last night on stream, and it was it's definitely if you have a group of people to play this game with, or if you enjoy just being silly and not taking life seriously, this is definitely a kind of game to play. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. That- I, I have heard the name a whole bunch in those. It, it's been out for like two or three months now, right? Maybe a little longer. I don't know. Uh, it's been I don't out. Think it's, it's been out terribly long. It's been out since at least December. Um, let's yeah, see. Oh, I thought it was like October, end of the year. October. October. October twenty third was when it released, but I probably didn't start learning about it till mid November or December. That's um, that's around when I remember start hearing about it. Like like during like the Christmas season, basically. Yeah, it's but, like, fully. I, pe- it's, I hadn't it's, seen anything. Yeah, it's fully a PvE game. Um, there's no PvP at all. There's mods to where somebody can run around as the aliens, but I don't really like that mod because the aliens have rules, and a player running around as an alien doesn't have to listen to those rules. Uh, for instance, there is essentially it's a, there's a, a monster called a Springhead. Um, it is for the easiest way to explain it, it's a weeping angel. If you stare at it and look at it, it won't move. But once you take your eyes off it, it will walk towards you. And if you keep your eyes off it for too long, it'll attack you. But if you're playing the the mod where you can be the aliens, you don't have to do that. There's also there's one that we ran into yesterday. I didn't get to experience uh, that is a it's a a, a a nutcracker and he has a shotgun. And so he just walks around and if he sees you, he will shoot you. But if you like happen to be able to bonk his head or attack him and kill him, you can take a shotgun from. Him. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Stealing from aliens before they steal from you. Uh, they, I mean, they're not going to steal from you. They're just going to steal your life. You're, you are stealing from aliens. Like, who knows why these aliens are in these facilities? There's, like, there's people out there all over the place like, oh, here's what the lore is. Here's what this is about. Here's what this game is about. Like, no, this, this, this game isn't about any of that. This game is just about friends. The, is the, it? Story, the story is the friends you made along the way. Well, that's boring. It's, yeah. It's like, because, like, who they're like, friends. There's, I, I've watched videos of people like, what's the creature at the at the at the company home? Why does he need all this trash? Why why this? Why that? Blah blah blah. And what are the what's going on? And I'm just like, sometimes a game is just a game and nothing else. That is true. That is very true. That's insightful of you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, anything else you really want to say about Lethal Company? Uh, no. I mean, I'll be playing it again next month. Uh, because we already reached five subs so far this month. We're at seven, so it's my five sub reward. Um, is that like uh, your, like a like community game sort of deal? Yeah. So I I have I I do for getting subs. I do if we get five subs, we play Lethal Company. If we do if we get ten subs, I'll play a Spooky Game. Fifteen subs, I'll play Mario Kart. And so like it's and it adds up. So it's like I do 
if we get 15, I do all three. If we get 20, it's... Uh, I think I have a D&D stream. I have people who want to do D&D on stream, but and that won't be the month after because I'd have to make sure to plan that. But like, I have sub rewards for we can do different streams. If we, uh, I will do different either community or different kinds of streams. That's where I was playing the retro games for a while, but I just got tired of retro games and I don't like retro games. So I stopped doing it um, and in place of Lethal Company. And so once a month, on my Discord, you guys are going to be hearing me say, hey, who's playing some Lethal Company? Or I'll be building it up for a week or two, being like, hey, this day for Lethal Company, just to get people to play. Because you need you need at least two people to play that game properly. Which, yeah, that makes sense. Is it yeah. free to play? No, it's 10 bucks. But okay, that, that's actually not bad then. No, yeah, I, I had sent, I sent uh, a message to a few friends who are always looking for, or not always looking for more games to play, but sometimes looking for more games to play and i'm like y'all should uh i was like y'all should get lethal company and you're like yeah just missed a really good sale on that and i'm like it's fucking ten dollars it's always a good sale like you don't need to wait for this game to be on sale because an 80 percent sale is going to be a four dollar it's going to be a two dollar game like a 20 percent sale is only going to make the game eight bucks like i was gonna you say, don't need I, to wait for a good sale like i would just, probably buy it if it was on 80 percent off uh, look, I got uh, Lego City Undercover, which we'll talk about more next week, and on an eighty percent off discount for five bucks. That's a thirty dollar game. Like that's when you wait for a good sale for a thirty dollar game. A ten dollar game, just buy it. Well, I mean, also, you, you also wait for the ten dollar game to go on sale if you know you're not really going to play it. I mean, maybe, but if 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 you know you have enough people to play it and enough people who want to play it, then just pay the ten bucks for it to play. Don't wait for it to go on sale. Ten bucks is ten bucks. Who cares? It's ten bucks. That's ten bucks I could use on something else though. Like what? I don't know. Gas for my car. Which you need another twenty for that. Park parking at a concert. <laughs> Which you need another twenty for that. No, you just need like another like five to ten, depending on where you're going. Exactly. I'm saying, what can you get for ten dollars or less? A coffee. Oh, yeah. I like coffee. I like coffee more than multiplayer games. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not calling out for you to get this game. I'm calling out. I know for that. I, I'm not saying other people shouldn't do it. I'm just simply saying myself. For two dollars, yeah. I'd probably get it just to like load it up and see what it looked like. For ten dollars, nah. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I also got the uh, entire Prince of Persia collection for like four bucks. I wonder oh, how man. those games hold up. I, I who knows? But I'll be playing them eventually because is it. Is it just the, the the Xbox trilogy, or is it more than that? No, it's the GameCube and the Xbox stuff. It's, it's So it's Sands of Time and everything that came after that, and the Xbox 360 one that, that came out. So it's it's Sands of Time, Warrior Within, and Two Thrones, and then Prince of Persia, just adjectiveless. Yeah. The one and, from, like, 08, I want to say. Yeah, and then there was one more, I think. Um, let's see. Where, where does it recently... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Forgotten Sands... Gotten Sands, Prince of Persia, uh, Sands of Time, um, two, two, uh, two Thrones, and Warrior Within. I don't remember if you said all of those, but yeah, it was five games. So, which like that you said four dollars, something like that. It was it was very cheap. Let's see, where's my not? It looks like it's on sale for nine dollars right now. There, I would still like instead of fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- ten dollars for five games, even if they are twenty year old games, like that's actually still not bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if that, I assume it was on Steam. Yeah, it was on Steam. Yeah, like I I would buy that on like Switch or something. 
I mean, they don't have like a collection of the game though. It's literally like all. It was just a bundle on Steam for all of the games. It's not like a Prince of Persia collection. Oh, like like you you literally bought each one indiv- individually. Well, it's bundled on Steam at a discounted rate. Yeah, and then oh, that was discounted okay. on top of it. So yes, I did technically buy them separately, but like Steam does like game bundles, so like all five games were uh, a total of ten bucks. Because I didn't know they did it, that. Yeah, they they do that with like game franchises and stuff. I've seen them do like the bundles when it was like get like the DLC and the soundtrack or whatnot. Um, I didn't know they did it for franchises and things like that, but I I also don't look at the Steam store too often, especially not for like older games. I mean, that's uh, that's how I got the uh, the Back to the Future Telltale's games. They had a Telltale's bundle um, that was like all all of the Telltale's games, or at the time, all of them. Like I have up to I don't. Let's see. Can I just Telltale's? Can I search Telltale's? I have the bat. Well, the Batman Telltale series was for the podcast. I have the Game of Thrones. No, because I think I had that for the PlayStation. Uh, but I have the Game of Thrones Telltale series. Batman Telltale series, Back to the Future. I believe I have Sam and Max. And I have one or two of the Walking Dead's. Like I got that all on a bundle. Nice. And it's also like Orange Box was technically the first bundle. It was Half Life, Half Life Two, all the Half Life add-on shit. Uh, yeah, well, but that was actually a product. It was. It was. But that and that was released on everything. That it was. Yeah. That was that was how Portal was released to the world. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, cops, like you can buy a Call of Duty franchise bundle on Steam. Oh, that's right. I, I think I mentioned that to you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the podcasts that I forget, what, I think it was uh, Fire Escape. Somebody's like relative spent like a hundred and or, or five hundred dollars or something like that and got all of the Call of Duty games. It's a f- almost a thousand dollars right now. Yeah, they got it on like a crazy sale. Like, yeah, I think they actually may have gotten it for under 200. I forget exactly what the amount was. But yeah, that's a lot of games. Yeah, too many games. Uh, would you guys like to move along and talk about Day Shift? Sure. sure. Let's do it. What do you guys think of Day Shift? The uh, vampire, the modern day vampire slaying movie. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was like, it's. Uh, it wasn't the best movie ever, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a bad movie. It was an enjoyable popcorn action flick that was yeah. also yeah. just silly. It, it knew what it was. It didn't try to be overly serious. Um, it was yeah. predictable, but in a way that those movies always are like you knew you knew someone was going to die, um, you, but you knew that they were going to win in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that uh, Dave Franco was in this. So when I, I first... I only knew because I looked it up. When I first saw him, I was like, eh, I don't know. But I mean, then he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad. He's not as bad as he is in Scrub Season 9, so that's good. Oh, see, I like Dave Franco, but I've never watched Scrub Season 9. Scrub Season 9, he's a douche, and I just can't stand him. So I feel like um, early Dave Franco, he played the douche more often. Yeah. Um like in the last like 5 6 7 years he definitely plays more like goofy characters. Yeah. Um because yeah like I can't really think of anything like he was a douche in 21 Jump Street for instance. But like that was literally the character he was supposed to be. Um but in a lot of other stuff like he is he's he's kind of just like the weird guy. Mhm. Um but he um, was good in it. Didn't know Snoop Dogg was in it. No. Yeah. I, that was that was the best. Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. was fantastic in this movie man snoop dogg is like a fucking cowboy vampire hunter yeah he was uh, man i loved his like when he comes walking in at the end of the movie and he just has that mini mini gun yeah 
I was just like, I was blown. I was like, this is fantastic. I was not expecting this, but also like, it's no shock that they did that. They had him come in and be epic, but epic with that mini mini gun was fantastic. Yeah, because like honestly, because like he wasn't in so much of like he was in that early scene, and I'm just like, okay, well that was just like a fun little cameo. I really didn't expect him to show up again, and then for him to like come like blasting through the fucking thing in a pickup truck and yeah. mowing people down with a minigun, that was that was great. Yeah, um, you you could obviously tell when they had to do the cuts so that he could have his uh, stunt double do any of his stunts because like <laughs> you never saw his head, you never saw anything of him when he's like doing the flips, doing this, doing that. Like it's obvious he is not doing his own stunts. Oh yeah, um, I think I will say like all of the all the fight scenes while they were over the top and and silly, like they were fun. Like uh, yeah, so the, the this movie uh was put into my um I, I learned about this movie from watching Corridor Crew, which is a uh YouTube channel. Um and they do one of the their Saturday shows is they'll do like either um uh uh because uh, they're they're CG artists and 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 uh what's it called VFX artists. So they'll do like a VFX artist react or they'll do an animator's react. Or sometimes, and this is how I learned about it, they'll do a stunt person's react. And that entire first fight scene was like 99% real. And like the person was an actual contortionist and things like that. Like it wasn't like, and that's what they did with a lot of the movie. If I remember correctly, like a lot of the movie was like real, like with with the, the vampires flipping and turning, like they're contortionists. They're not just like body doubles and stuff like that, which was like, one of the things that I really loved about this movie. Yeah. I like that every time there was any sort of action, Dave Franco peed himself. Yeah. 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 Like that, that was a fun joke. Like and it was one of those jokes where like it happened once and you're like, Oh, that's, that's actually really funny. And then like it happened again and it's like, Oh, that shouldn't be funny again, but it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes, sometimes bits just like th- that's the rule of a bits. It's a rule of threes. After the third time, it's not funny. But the first two times, first two, three times, it's funny. After that, it's not. And, like, they, they stuck by that. And the roll of threes really helped with that one. Especially at the end when he's like, I didn't pee my pants. And they're like, well, yeah, vampires don't pee. He's like, can I just have this, guys? Yeah, they don't pee or poop. And then the little girl's like, does that mean they're full of shit? Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was the other thing. This movie had great one-liners. Like, well-timed, well-placed one-liners like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it's definitely not a, you know, I want to talk about this movie to, like, everyone I know and get them to watch it, but I'm not, I'm not, like, disgruntled I watched it or anything like that. No, like, this is, this is definitely, like, a movie that I'm happy I watched once, and, like, like I say with my parameters with movies, if, if I were flipping through the channels and happen to see it on, sure, there's nothing else, I'll watch it. Yeah, you know what, I don't think I would watch it again, but it's one of those where I have nothing but, like, good opinions yeah. of the time i spent watching it like sometimes you watch a two-hour movie and you're just like well that was two hours completely fucking wasted and it's like mm-hmm. no you know what i i laughed at, i laughed enough times like i thought the action would like the, the action was over the top but like it was supposed to be like yeah um so i'm like you know what like they did what they set out to do it wasn't boring like they had a good cast um they did like jamie fox is a good actor like the fact that they got him to do that like just this stupid over the top fucking uh vampire slayer movie like that was that was a good time yeah um there was something else i was going to say about it and now i'm drawing a blank oh the 
the fight scene at the house with the hive or whatever they called it or horde. Yeah. Um, I thought that one was fun with the two the two brothers who were just ridiculous. Yeah, like, agreed. He he actually did spit the garlic in his face and it put a hole into his head, which was fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that that was good. And that the one scene near the end where the one brother's like, I'm out, give me a bullet, and the other brother like just ejects the bullet from his yeah. gun, and the other brother like spins and like lands it right into his gun and shoots the vampire. I'm like what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's, it's it's one of these movies where you can easily suspend disbelief, and you know that's not going to actually work, but that's just such a cool thing to see happen that, like, you know what? That's that that's worth it. That's worth everything that they did to put to do that. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Fairly early on, they did sort of they they took a minute to it, like essentially explain the rules of of this world, like. Because, like, when, when he was fighting the old lady, like, he just kept shooting her. And, like, I'm like, well, why don't you have any wood on you? <laughs> like, yeah. are they not susceptible to wood? And then, like, that's how he ends up killing her, like, stabbing her with, like, the broken chair thing and all. But um, when he's in his uh, storage container with Dave Franco and he's, like, making the bullets, they, like, he, like, explains, like, the silver and the bullets and the cutting their heads off and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. So you guys are actually, like... You're you're messing with the whole like vampire thing a little bit, but like you're still keeping it grounded in that mythology, so people people can at least like grasp what's going on and like yeah. expect something. Yeah, well, I mean they they've been it's, it's especially since True Blood, it's been like okay, silver and this and that and blah 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 for vampires. Like silver has been a thing for vampires at least since True Blood for the everyman. Um, I I don't really know a lot about actual vampire lore and mythology to I mean, really know to the heart, garlic yeah. crosses, holy water. Yeah, um, like that's that's all I know. Is the whole, is all that I believe stuff. Sil- silver is also like a, a thing. I know silver was was primarily werewolves, but I think it's been used in vampire lore before. Um, I mean, I'm ha- pretty sure D and D uses it, but that's also silver is just a fancy metal in general where anything non magical can get hurt by silver. Or anything oh. magical can get hurt by silver. So it's yeah. I feel like like in a lot of like mythology and lore, like silver is one of those metals for whatever reason that a lot of um a lot of dark things are susceptible yeah. to. Um, it was the Twilight vampires that really fucked like vampire lore up with their like. And people always make fun make fun of them for sparkling in the sun, but like they were the ones where they didn't have fangs. Their their teeth were just sharp and venomous. And their skin was really hard, so it you couldn't kill them normally. You had to actually like tear them to pieces or something like that. Yeah, I I remember seeing like the uh, like a little bit of the first one, and I saw like the end sequence where like spoilers for the first Twilight movie and book. uh, Apparently, Bella gets bit by one of the bad vampires, and so like then all the good vampires come, and they ended up and they there's they had to rip them apart to kill them and burn them to kill them and then edward had to drink her blood to get all the venom out of her and then still fight the urge to fully drain her so that he she didn't he didn't kill her because he was a vampire who never really drank blood so yeah it was it was uh, twilight's weird man it's weird i don't understand it yeah and that's kind of what i meant like they kind of took the vampire lore and the only thing that was vampire about them was the fact that they hungered for blood like all yeah. of the other like vampire mythologies kind of they did away with. And since then, you never quite know what media is going to do when it comes to those things. 
So it was nice that this movie is like, like these are more traditional vampires, but like with a little bit more of a modern spin on it. Like they they mm-hmm. made they made guns a useful weapon against vampires. Yeah, yeah. They found they found ways to be like uh, like because wasn't it like no it was the the grenade which I don't think they ever got to use. Yeah, they never used the silver grenade, which is what I was expecting them to actually use against to kill the the last vampire to kill the big bad. Like I was expecting that to come back in the end. So I actually thought they were going to use it um, before Snoop Dogg showed up. Um, sure, I that, thought, yeah. Because they had that like big horde of them. I thought like he was going to pull out two of the grenades and throw them at them. And then they were going to like jump in the hole or something because they were with two. He was with two vampires. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that they didn't use that. Like even if they would have taken that comedic moment and throw them and they just end up being duds. Yeah. Like something like that just to like roll back to that. But uh, I I was I wasn't expecting how they killed the big bad like that wasn't I it was not something that I had uh, like in my brain that like oh yeah he's gonna do the thing he did at the very beginning of the movie that that was a good like callback to the beginning with that razor wire trick because I think like, both both times he did say it works every time yeah he did and it was nice because in the beginning they show him set it up um, yeah and then you see you see what it does and then it's at the end you they don't show him set it up. It's just yeah. all of a sudden her head falls off and then they kind of like pan the camera around. You're like, oh, clever. A well-placed monologue, man. Well-placed monologue. Always let, always lets the character do what they need to during a well-placed monologue. Yeah. But yeah, it, I had fun with that movie. I did too. I'm, I'm, I'm happy we watched it. Um, and I'm happy it was, I'm happy it was good. Cause like, especially cause this was a Hulu exclusive, like it didn't go to Netflix. theaters. So like. Or Netflix exclusive. I thought it was Hulu at one point and then went to Netflix, I guess. But but it's still, like, it was a Netflix exclusive. So, like, those are hate or miss. Yeah, um, they are. Especially, like, this was a pandemic-era Netflix movie, too, I think. Uh, it came out last year, or the year before. Okay, yeah. So it was still still under COVID precautions during that they were filming. That it's just like it, it's 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 a hit or miss with those types of movies. And this one, I'm like, this is this is solid enough to be good. Yeah, like it's one of those. I don't want them to make a sequel because I feel if they made a sequel, it they would just kind of drive it into the ground. It would, but, it would, yeah, it would wear out its welcome with a sequel. But I also feel like if if they could come up with a good enough reason, that world and those characters could carry another movie. Yeah, I mean, it would the the sequel would be Night Shift, and it would be him working a case in the Night Shift. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, it's just like I it. It would definitely be um, a little too formulaic at that point. Like it would end up being somebody connected to the woman he killed, um, the the head vampire at the end. That would probably be the Uber vampire or whatever that Snoop Dogg was looking for. I, I Hollywood hire me now. The uh, it, the big bed would be somebody related to the vampire who got shot in the back while escaping the hive and happened to have uh, the the sun lotion sunblock on, who was able to make it home or two somewhere. Um, and that person happened to be the, uh, relative of the vampire that the evil vampire, um, put into, uh, a, a concrete at the beginning of the movie and they free him. And then it's like, Oh, he wants revenge. Well, she was already killed. So he gets revenge on Jamie Foxx for killing her because he wants revenge on her because that's how movie villains work. I mean, that Hollywood is how hire me now. Work. Hire me now, Hollywood, because you know that's that's what you want. 
I mean, they they were kind of building up for the. Well, what, I think they called it El Jefe. Is like yeah, like the crazy old vampire like master that uh, Snoop Dogg and some other ones were hoping to find someday. Yeah, that could be that too. And they, they could even just do another like it could be a sort of anthology series where like oh, it's just different characters, different time zone, different like everything. Because that's that's like some no, of the we, good things about movies we, like this. We saw just... how that worked out for fucking Men in Black. Did we? Uh, oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I never saw that one. I never exactly. saw. <laughs> I never saw the Thor Men in Black. The, the Thor in Black, literally, because it's a Valkyrie and Chris Hemsworth. Right. That's a Thompson. Yeah. 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 I couldn't remember her name. I figured when you named one of them and not the other. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. The, Day Shift was fun. It's definitely it's worth watching if you like dumb action movies. Yeah. Um. If yeah. you hate dumb action movies, definitely not worth watching. Agreed. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, not in, not going to be um on anyone uh, anyone's Oscar list. No, no, not at all. No, you know what? Pretty sure Jamie Foxx has won an Oscar, or at least was nominated for one. Pretty sure. For uh, when he played um, ah, oh, fuck, what was the Django, blind piano? Right? Oh, I mean, oh. there's that one too, but I was thinking of um, Ray. Char- Ray. Yes, Ray. Thank you. He also might have been nominated for Collateral. That was the him and uh, Tom Cruise movie. Oh, right, man. Jamie Foxx has been in a lot of good movies. Uh, yeah. Let's see. He won Best Actor in 2005. I'm guessing that's for Ray. Yeah, that, that sounds 2005? like 2005. Yeah, that uh, sounds like it was around there. Yep. And apparently he. Oh, so he won. He was. He was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for Collateral the same year he won the Oscar for uh, Lead Actor for for Ray. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> 2004, a good year for Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Uh, 2023, apparently not as good because I think he was like really sick for a little while there. But I, yeah. I believe yeah, I saw he, he's getting better. Yeah, he almost died. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. But yeah, he's getting better. He's... um. He's 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 on the mend, and he'll he'll come out, and we'll get we'll get night shift. The day strikes back, possibly. <laughs> um, it's and yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. As of the 23rd of this year, it's just undisclosed medical issues. Uh, January 23rd of this year is undisclosed medical issues for undisclosed reasons. Back in July, yeah. So they're not talking about what was what he was uh, hospitalized for, but yeah, he's doing better, which is good. Yeah. Um, anything else either you guys want to say about Day Shift? No. No. It's a it's a good movie. Yeah, I I don't disagree. Uh Drew, did you since you since you didn't have one last week, do you have a pick that you'd like to use now? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't even think about it. Right. <laughs> um well luckily I have one ready. Um next book club, let's watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh boy. The eighties movie nineteen ninety two. I was gonna say okay. it's like ninety one, ninety two, but yeah. 80s. Come on now. Nah, <laughs> it's 90s. 1992. 80s. Um, it it was uh, it it starred Christy Swanson, right? And uh, Luke Perry. Oh, right. So there's that. Oh, uh, Paul Rubens and Donald Sutherland are also in it. Rutger okay. Hauer, Hilary Swank, David Arquette. Um, I think Ben Affleck is actually in this movie. Yeah, Ben Affleck, um, Ricky Lake, Seth Green, and Alexis Arquette are all in this movie. Huh. Who plays Angel? Uh, so this is when Buffy still lived in L.A. Yeah, I know. There's, there's, there's no Angel. There's no. I guess what's his name? Got Giles. He's not in this either. No, because in this one, um, it's um, 
it's uh fuck what's his name um it, it's donald sutherland's her watcher mm-hmm. um but yeah like not the the show and the movie are not like directly linked in any real way but buffy in the show moves from la and there is um there's like a couple throwaway lines that um allude to what happened in the movie basically yeah and why she had to leave los angeles okay so like it's a it's a loose connection at best and uh let's see all right we'll watch that uh it's on on hbo max sounds good i was i was gonna give drew a suggestion for when it's his pick of the lost boys um which has Kiefer sutherland i've seen it i've never seen it have you guys seen vampires kiss the fuck is that nick cage vampire movie uh, we already watched a vampire movie with Nick Cage. This is also he, true. He, he is not a vampire in this one. I know, but still. We need different actors for another vampire movie. Do we? Maybe. I mean, look, I could watch Nick Cage all the time. Yeah, look, uh, for what it's worth, Vampire's Kiss is on is on uh Prime. Is it on Prime? It, uh yeah, it is on Prime. But wait, wait got... when is that movie from? Is this like Real bad Nick Cage or is it eighty eighty something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the late eighties. Um, I want to say 88, 89. Okay, eighty nine. So it's it's like it's like a good era of Nick Cage. It's not like the real bad era, right? So I feel like post his big stuff in like the the mid nineties, it, it went downhill for a little while. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Nick Cage, um, somebody made a mod for Baldur's Gate to replace every character's face with Nick Cage. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's not I was like, like a thing people would do. Shockingly, it works. Yeah, yeah. Like, it like, sounds about like, right. Like somebody, I saw like Carlac as Nick Cage. And I'm just like, there's no reason for this to work as well as it does. So just just to throw this out, I, I looked up the Vampire's Kiss uh, Wikipedia page. Um, the the top bit that explains what the movie is. Um, it's a it's a 1989 American black comedy horror film. Directed by a guy, written by a guy, starring some people. Um, the film tells the story of a literary agent who falls in love with a vampire. It was a box office and critical failure, but the film later developed a cult following, largely due to Cage's scorched earth acting. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's great. <laughs> Is it? Probably. Like, I feel like, like that means he, he just went full Nick Cage in this. And like before that was like a thing. He went Nick Cage before Nick Cage knew about Nick Cage. Yeah, apparently the the whole thing has become um, an internet meme, too, which I was unaware of. So there's that. But, yeah. So, in two weeks, we will watch the 1992 Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie starring Pee Wee Herman. Sounds good. Uh, and then the last thing we have is I watched the Netflix thriller, I guess it, it it's considered, uh, called Fool Me Once. Um, it's I'm trying to look it up real quick. That's not how you spell any of those words. 2024. Yeah, it just just came out in January. Yeah. Um, Michelle Keegan, Adele Akhtar, Richard Armitage, Dino Fetcher. Some of the it's it's based on a book by Harlan Coben, who apparently writes a lot of books like this. And um, they've he's had a lot of them optioned for movies and things like that. Movies, TV series, what have you. Um, this series follows a woman who 
she was um, a, like a British army captain um, and helicopter pilot that was dishonorably discharged after basically like something she did that she shouldn't have done got leaked to them like to the media. Um, and the yeah, the military just fired her after it. Um, and it, where the movie opens is her husband has just recently been murdered and she's just trying to trying to go on with her life um, with her and her small daughter. But. She comes home one day and she's checking the nanny cam and she sees a man walk into her daughter's playroom, pick up her daughter, like play with her for, for a minute, turn sideways, like looking down the hall. Um, but you get the profile of his face and it's her husband. And then he like gets up and leaves, um, but like never fully faces the camera. Um, when she confronts the nanny about it, the nanny pepper sprays her <laughs> and then steals a the memory card and leaves. So like, from that point on, like the show kind of becomes a more of like a mystery of like what's going on and how was her husband possibly still alive. Um, but every time she kind of like gets a lead, it it like opens up another mystery, which was really interesting. And it kind of it branched out to not just being a thing that impacted her, but it impacted a bunch of other characters in different ways. Um, so you find out that her sister was murdered actually shortly before her husband was, um, and the thing they had in common was they both worked for the same ph pharmaceutical company. Um, and her, her sister's kids start looking into some stuff um, that they find when they're going through like their mom's things, they find like a, an old canister of like 35 millimeter film and get it developed and like see a bunch of like old pictures of her mom, including her being pregnant before either one of them would have been born. So it kind of leads them on this, like did our mom have a secret life or like a child like out of wedlock? Um, there's a police detective that is investigating basically both of the murders that falls down this weird rabbit hole of he's having like blackouts and seizures and doesn't know why. Um, and everything kind of ends up being like connected a little bit, but not all the way. Um, it was, it was a really interesting like set of disconnected stories that all kind of wrapped up neatly at the end. Mm hmm. Um, which Rich, that's, this is why I don't think you'd like it. Cause it's a lot of just kind of random things happening and it's all like a mystery up till the very end. And I know you're not a huge fan of mysteries. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's hard to say because it does sound, it, it, you're right. It doesn't quite sound like my cup of tea just because it, it sounds like too much drama. Oh, <laughs> there was, it was a lot of drama. Um, yeah. And, and just like. It, the instant the the nanny would have pepper sprayed her for asking her a single question, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come well, on now. So it's not just asking a question. Like the the woman was um, obviously like very um, the 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 main woman that we follow, uh, Maya. Like she was she was very emotional at the time because of what she just saw in the nanny cam. So she like she actually did grab the woman's arm and like pulled her to the computer and was like yelling. Um, and so they played it off that like the nanny was scared and thought she was like crazy. Yeah. But the nanny took the, the memory card. So exactly. the exactly. nanny's in on it and it's immediate right there. The nanny took the memory card. So she, it's some government cover up bullshit going on that I'm at that point. I'm like, come on guys. You're completely it, wrong though. I look, probably not government cover up bullshit, but some sort of it's big pharma cover up bullshit because capitalism again. No, you're and completely it's, wrong. It's you're, in the, thing. You're, you're in the complete wrong direction. But it's still some sort of cover up bullshit is what I'm saying. No, there's there's no cover up. 
the nanny was so spoilers for fool me once um i'm gonna just make a quick timestamp. um the nanny was was um actually trying to like scam the woman and prove that she was the one that killed the husband um that there was no she hired her boyfriend well, not hired but she had her boyfriend sneak in and then they fucking use like deep fake technology to put the husband's face on him because they were similar builds that's why they that's why the person in the video doesn't turn all the way just turns enough to get a profile so that it's easily like looks right but like you can't scrutinize it and then she steals the card so that the video can't actually be analyzed so bad people yeah but from there you find out that uh Maya did actually kill her husband. Eight episodes of her like trying to figure out what, how her husband died. Turns out that's not what she was trying to figure out at all. She was trying to figure out why her husband was killing people to begin with. Because her husband is the one that killed her sister. Yeah, no. I, this sounds like a soap opera. I, I mean, it, it definitely kind of was. Um, the, yeah, the whole, just... So the, the way the whole thing played out was um, while she was in the army, um, so like as a helicopter pilot in, in a war zone, um, a jeep full of soldiers um, hit like an IED and people were like, some of them were already dead and a bunch of people were injured and they had a truck driving towards them that they could not identify as hostile or not. She was told to basically stand down to not take a shot or um, engage. And she turned off her radio and blew up the the truck anyway. And it turned out it were, it was a truck full of civilians. Um, One of those like, online journalists like leaker people um got a hold of like government documents that proved that and leaked them to the press and that got her discharged and and disgraced and everything um her sister who was working at the parent at the the company that both this woman's husband worked for but also his family owned um went to that person and convinced like the the person that leaked the stuff convinced them to not leak the actual audio recordings that like essentially made her out even worse and um in return he would leak or she would leak um information about the the pharmaceutical company to him and the husband was essentially like low-key the the company's like hitman like anytime somebody was getting like too involved in things they shouldn't be he just killed them he killed at least three or four people like to protect like his company and family uh yeah you're right i would not like this i would have been bored yeah, like, we had a great time watching it. Like, it was stupid. Like, a lot of the stuff... Like, you're watching it, and you get to the end, and you're like, no fucking way. Like, this is really what happened. Um, But, like, when you go back and, like, think about everything, it's like, oh, no, like, that all lines up. She was never really looking for the killer. She was, tr- she was, more, she was more interested in finding out what her sister was involved in versus what her husband had done to get killed. She was just using the husband as an excuse for kind of, like, acting a little erratically. This this makes me think of Shenmue and being like, oh, I know who killed all time. Yeah, I know who killed my dad. I just need to find who killed my dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, but then, so okay. on, on the side, you also had her the t- her teenage niece and nephew. Like I said, finding out that the mom, when they were like early twenties, basically maybe even late teens, had spent a summer in Paris, and she had she she met a guy and got knocked up. And had a baby that she put up for adoption. Um, and they decide to try and like track the 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 person down who would be like twenty by this point in the uh in the show. And it turns out this whole time that the the, the her their mom's like first kid 
was their uh, assistant soccer coach, which was, you know, that that was one of those ones. It's like fucking really that that's the, that's the one you're going to play with this one. Yeah. Um, but then the piece that actually tied into everything surprisingly well was um, the detective that was sort of doing all the investigating. He like I said, he kept having like seizures and blacking out. And at first he thought it was just um, he had recently like 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 gotten sober, like stopped drinking and stuff. He thought like it it was um it had to do with that like it was some sort of side effect of just having drunk too much for too long and his body not being able to cope without it. Um, but at the end, you find out that he's been taking pills that were done by the um the pharmaceutical company that were causing all of the effects he was having that the pharmaceutical company was covering up. Mm-hmm. So it was like hallucinations and blackouts and seizures and suicidal tendencies. And all these other things that he legitimately thought he was dying. Like he went to like a doctor and had like scans and stuff done. And they're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Like whatever it is, it's just getting worse though. And you're probably going to die. Yeah. And then it's just, it was just pills. He just had to stop taking these pills that they never even really tell you why he's taking them. But like he stops taking them and he ends up living for 20 more years. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I fun show. Um, Definitely worth worth watching if you like kind of those stupid like soap opera mysteries um because that's that's really what it was it was just a like who it was a who done it with a little extra drama yeah and i i like whodunits they're stupid but you know enjoyable nice uh, yeah i'm glad you liked it yeah you would hate it and drew wouldn't even like you wouldn't even um pretend to watch it nope. you would just leave yep <laughs> You're like i have better things to do goodbye this is true um but yeah that's all i've got either of you guys got anything else Nope. Uh, you know, not not at the moment. Uh, I like I said, we'll talk about Lego City Undercover next week because there's no point in me bringing it up and talking about it this week and then talking about beating it next week. I'll just yeah. do it on it. Or, well, actually, real quick, I saw Prize Fighter Inferno. What the fuck on, is that? It's coheating. It's uh, Claudio from Coheed and Cambria, his side project with his wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were really good. It, it's their nice. first ever tour. Uh, and Claudio was saying he never really imagined touring this music and was super happy, like, all these shows are selling out. Oh, Inferno, because that's the only living character from the end of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Amory Wars and keeping secret uh, 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 second stage Shervine Blade. Well, there you go. There's the connection. You know, that's it. it like, well, I mean, it, the, the only living character, or, well, no, Claudio is also the other living character. Um, but Claudio and Inferno are the two main living characters left. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, more electronic than Coheed, because it's electronic stuff plus uh, acoustic guitar. So I wanna, I'm pretty sure their Instagram, they use Folktronic as, like, their genre. Okay. Good time, though? Yeah. Nice. Where, where did they play was, at? They played the TLA. It was okay. a quick show. It was over by 10 o'clock. Hey, man, those are the best kind. Yeah, there was one opener, um, Carabay. She was also really good. Uh, also, like, acoustic with a little bit of, like, electronic drums. Uh, but yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. Actually, speaking of music, did you did you know they um they redid, like, the inside of the foundry? No. Yeah, they, they got rid of the bar in the middle. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, I was there on uh, Friday for holding absence, okay. and, and like the 
90% of that fucking place was this giant bar in the fucking dead center of the room. Right. Um, so now, you know how, like, the back wall had those, like, weird raised sofas on it? Uh-huh. That's where the bar is now. Okay, so where, where are they setting up merch tables, then? So, the merch tables were, like, right along, like, the, the right-hand wall when you walk in. Okay. So, like, so out of the way enough that, like, like, you can still get into the show and all, but, like, you pass them, essentially, on your way out, which is also nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they still have that area that would have been next to the bar, like on the far wall from the door that had like the two couches. In right. It. Um, and they still have like a, like the little like metal barricade up around that. I'm assuming for people that like don't want to be in the crowd. Okay. Um, cause at first I thought it might be one of those, if you get a drink, you have to stay back there, but I saw a bunch of people in the crowd with drinks. So that was not the case. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very surprised when I walked in there and it was just like, Oh Look, there's floor to stand on now. It's not it's not just a big bar with ten feet of uh of room for you to stand to watch the band. Yeah. Well that's Which, good. Yeah. That and I saw the dude in a wheelchair in a pit. So nice. that was fun. Yeah. During a hardcore band too. Like the guy was not fucking around. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it and you know, like everyone was super cool about it. Like it was like a motor wheelchair. So when it was a circle pit, he was just going in a circle with everybody. Um but then uh when like everyone like started like actually like moshing, like he just kind of like parked in the middle, and people just kind of like moved around him, high fived him, like good. had a good time around him. Fuck yeah, yeah, That's awesome. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and there was only one fight. <laughs> <laughs> There's always got to be one. Yeah, it's funny though. The, I'm I'm ninety percent sure the guy I saw fight. I've seen at other shows, and he's always a douchebag. Uh, well, like he like he looks like a douchebag. And he's got that stance where he's standing, like, unintentionally standing right next to where the pit opened up, but then, like, just stands there facing with his back to the pit with his arms crossed, just, like, staring at the stage. I'm like, you can't get mad if people bump into you. Like, you have every opportunity to either fucking move or turn around and keep an eye out for when people are going to bump into you. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead, no, he just stands there with his back to it. And when people bump into him, he then turns around and shoves them as hard as he possibly can, regardless of what direction it is. Like, no, dude, you you are you are the problem here. Yep. And it's not like nah, it was. No, nah, he's not the problem. He's fine. And, it, you know, I could get it if we were if he was like super close to the stage and he's like, I got here early to get close to the stage. Like, no, we, it was it was the Franklin Music Hall. We were like barely in the center. We were actually like off to the left center. And he was acting like that. I'm like. You're just a piece of shit. Like, go sit up in the balcony if you don't want to be touched. Right. I hate people. People are just the worst. Yep. Rich. Yeah. I forget. I was I, I was actually going to ask you something. I forget what it is now. I can't tell you. Neither can I. Oh, well. I guess we'll just wrap up then. Yeah. Yeah? Let's do it. All right. Well, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And then, Rich, what is your streaming look like? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. We're video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Next week, there's going to be a bonus stream probably on Friday and or Saturday where I play Final Fantasy VII. However... Wait, is that really that soon? Yeah, it's next week. Holy shit. 
God, the next week is the end of the month. God damn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It comes out what Thursday, I believe. 29th or uh, yeah, the 1st. The 29th. Like yeah. Um, so uh for Thursday, see if these of course, Sunday, Sunday, and probably Monday, we're probably gonna be playing some Lego City undercover, maybe even on Tuesday, but we're gonna have it beat by Sunday. And then I don't really know what we're gonna play between then, so I might just keep doing Lego City Undercover to do all of the extra stuff because it's a Lego game and there's a lot of extra stuff. Or we might jump into playing other random games that I just want to play. Uh, come check us out, but uh, we will have bonus streams next week. So just twitch.tv slash b underscore one. Nice. And uh, in two weeks, like we said a little while ago, we'll be watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer for our next book club. And you can... Uh, better, better have a uh, kick-ass theme song. Actually, I don't think it did. It's not the, It's not my Buffy. You know what, though? It did have a cool like prom, like everything goes to hell and a bunch of teenagers get turned into vampires bit. So And Pee Wee right. Herman in a leather jacket. All right, sounds like my Buffy. Yeah, it's got, like, early 90s, like, hard rock Pee Wee Herman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.